This is not a drill. Stand by your beds. We have a Category 3 Change of Showrunner event. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. I am your one of our hosts, uh, Emma Foster, discussing in Great Yarmouth. Uh, joining me, as always, is uh, Mr. Mike Mould. How are you, sir? No! <laughs> wow. The day we had always dreaded is upon us. <laughs> the Grand Moth is leaving us. Or cheers of great joy from some sections of fandom, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so this is what happened to me. I'm sitting, minding my own business, Mm -hmm. uh, playing the new Rise of the Tomb Raider game, and I'm just, uh, you know, picking my way up a cliff face, you know, very complicated series of jumps. In crashes my husband. (laughs) Emma, holy fuck. Yes, pretty much those words. All of a sudden, my phone explodes <laughs> as I start getting people going, is this true, is this true, is this true? And, uh, yeah, and then it turned out to be so. Um, if we're in it, I mean, because it was like at 9 o'clock on the button, mm. Radio Times um, put this sort of Ravel Magnifico on, um, and that sort of, when it's sort of dead on a time like that, mm-hmm. it usually means that it's sort of an ego is finished, and then... Um, it, it means that something I've been sitting in a while has is now in the in the ether, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of hours later, though, before the BBC like Twitter feed and all that sort of thing actually said, "Yes, this is true. Moffat is going after series ten. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that, that thing out of the blue, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, what I, I think was this, I'm trying to remember it wasn't Friday night when I first saw it. I think it might have been Saturday morning. Yeah, I think it's Friday night. It, it was like latish Friday night. Yeah. That it was, it was um, out there in the wild, so mm-hmm. to speak. And sort of like my reaction was, I kind of like it was like, oh, but it mm. wasn't like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like because I mean I think I don't know. I kind of feel like the writing was kind of on the wall, especially yeah. when with the stories going around about husbands of River Song. Like it being, it was going to be his last story mm. as showrunner, and that makes a lot of sense actually. When you when you watch it back, it's kind of like closing the book on a certain chapter. So, the fact that it's now confirmed that Stephen Moffat will be stepping down after series ten, it was kind of like okay. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like it was like it wasn't unexpected. Yeah, but I think that the they were also somewhat trying to bury the lead that there was only going to be one singular episode in 2016. Yeah, we are fucked for this year, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I was sort of... We, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting this when it was they said that Sherlock was going to be mm-hmm. postponed till 2017. Although, mind you, I think a lot of... I mean, part of me was like, oh, that's because, you know... Cumberbatch is doing, you know, because he's got his own, you know, Doctor Strange is hitting at the end of 2016, mm-hmm. so uh, filming that, and then he's got to do the whole promotional tour for that because it's a Marvel movie, so mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, it's a whole big um, promotion cycle for that sort of stuff, so I thought, well, they probably can't get Sherlock in anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but then, you know, at the back of your mind you go, oh, is this a, is this a thing? And then, yes, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even that sort of like did surprise me because you know even when we had our series nine retrospective, you know we were asked you know has there been any news about a new companion being mm. cast and the fact that you know we're this it's the twenty eighth of January as we record this I mean the mm. news broke obviously last Friday, um, 
And to this date, there's still been no mention of you know any scripts being any film any filming being done, any directors mm-hmm. being mentioned, any rumors not even any rumors of new companions, you know. Yeah. So the fact that there's literally nothing has been said apart from this kind of maybe go okay so it's not going to be it's not going to be this year um yeah so yeah series 10 will be back in uh spring 2017 which Oof. yeah but <laughs> although i think that's kind of when doctor who's been at its best because i mean yes the last few years certainly um it's been it's been gone out like uh, of uh, an autumn and usually that's that's quite a good time for it. But, you know, then you've got, like, stuff like Strictly and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it's, like, it's taking a bit of a hammering in the ratings mm. as as an unfortunate side effect. So maybe this might sort of, like, do it some good, actually. Yeah, be... it might. It might. And also it sort of gives this, ti- this news time to settle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as well with... With, when, when you've got a doctor being played by someone like Peter Capaldi, I don't think it's an entirely bad idea to give it a rest mm-hmm. so that he's got a chance. I think it ensures your doctor's longevity mm-hmm. if you give them a bit of a chance to go off and do something else, you know, grow a beard like they all seem to do, <laughs> um, go and go and not be the doctor for a while mm-hmm. and then sort of come back refreshed. I mean, like you were saying, when we were talking about Series 9, it you know, it, it felt like they were running out of time Mm. to to do anything and then to sort of to go into production like so it, they would have had to go in so fast mm-hmm. i think they would have been extremely rushed to try and get it out for autumn 2016 yeah. so although spring 2017 feels a long way away at the moment mm-hmm. and i think that you know we, the, the, we've got basically a whole year to wait until we see new who even though we, if they said oh no no you're getting a christmas episode don't worry about it that's mm-hmm. christmas it's january yeah you know, um, so I think that it, it is a bit of a it's a bit of a tough pill to swallow, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that they had to, they sort of were left with no choice but to do because yeah. of the way that it fell last year and their production schedule, and the fact that they were going to have to cast a new companion, mm-hmm. which according to something that I saw, I don't know exactly when this article sort of came out because obviously you just sort of see things as they pop up on your facebook or whatever but um that mm-hmm. peter capaldi sort of gave a gave a short interview or it was just this part was lifted out of a longer interview i'm not sure which it is but apparently he i mean i think it sounds like sounds he expects to be part of have some sort of role in the the next companion whoever that may be mm. um and that there has been no movement on it whatever yet mm. which kind of makes sense because obviously you, you these two characters will be sharing the biggest amount of screen time. So mm. it kind of makes sense that, you know, Capaldi will want to have some sort of say because, I mean, I mean, I, th- I thought he and Jenna Coleman seemed to get on quite well. Yes. During the show, they had a lot of bands together. But, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's you it's the kind of thing, I mean, obviously remembering um, uh, when we were talking about, I can't remember which episode it was, but... Uh, John Pertwee um, ultimately having a say in who's playing Sarah Jane. Yes. Um, so obviously, yeah, it, it it makes sense for him to be have have like at least some say. Normally, obviously, not be like the be all and end all of yeah. like, this person. I want to be the companion, but you know you've got to get it to work because you're gonna to have to like throw this companion straight into the mix. Mm. So 
it you might not really have like time to have a slow build. I mean, and especially since in the last like since like New Who has come back, companions have only been around for like two seasons max. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you kind you you do sort of like need that camaraderie and that sort of um, connection pretty much straight off the bat. Because I mean, mm. you, what you don't want is a repeat of like say the Sixth Doctor and Perry. Yes. Who you watch and you just think, why the fuck are you even together? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I mean, you you sort of hope that. It, we're coming into a situation like we had with later Tenth Doctor Companions. The Doctor is now established. We know what the Doctor's about. Mm-hmm. So that means that the season is going to be concentrated on the Companion and getting to know them. Yeah. But it's also what an interesting dilemma sort of comes into this mm-hmm. in that I think that the, the very next thought that a lot of people had, and I, certainly the thought I had, mm-hmm. is that Peter Capaldi will go with Moffat. I would be very surprised if he if didn't. If he stayed on, yeah, yeah, I would be. I think so, we're going to get another sort of clean slate. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. Are you going to say to the person who's playing the companion, this is a one-and-done deal, you're going to do, you know, we introduce you to the Christmas episode, you do the season, and then you go? Because mm. that's, you know, does that sort of the person you want to you wanna cast? Or do you say, we'll just have guest stars, we won't bother with a full-time companion because we know that Peter Capaldi's going to go so do we do what we did with Moffat it's a clean everything we've got a new showrunner new doctor new companion mm. I have a feeling that might be the case coming starting series 11 I think because mm. I could see it that you know Peter Capaldi just goes well you know I, I'd rather go out with Moff with Moffat I'd rather go out with sort of on a high at that point or whatever it is mm. you know because Give, give Moffat a year to write this stuff and the fact that he knows he's going, it's going to be big, it's going to be bonkers. So, mm. you know, and I think... Oh, yeah. Is, I, so, I, you know, yeah. if you're if you're Peter Capaldi, mm-hmm. you're probably thinking, well, this is my chance to to make a clean break. Say, I've done, he would have done four years by that point or been, he would have been the Doctor for four years or not necessarily mm-hmm. done four years of shows. Yeah. But he he's had that mantle... Yeah. Um, for that whole time, so mm-hmm. I would be frankly amazed if he stayed on, you know, to to even do a year of Chibnall. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, that's the sort of the uh, thing again. Obviously, Christopher Eccleston, notwithstanding, like the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth Doctors will have been around for about three years, like three series mm. each. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's kind of like a good sort of length. So, I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing that like Pat Troughton did and Pete mm. Davidson did. And I think even Pete Davidson said, himself said he got the advice from Patrick Troughton, like, do three years, then go, get out. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's such a shame because, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think Peter Capaldi had said that he wanted to, like, try and stick around as long as, you know, Tom Baker. Yeah. But when you think about it, I mean, okay, I mean, no, he's, he's not, he's not, like old old he's not like ancient but it's i mean obviously i don't know like how different obesity is compared to how it was done in the classic back in the Mm. classic era but i mean considering the fact that he's done you know an entire world tour before he even went on screen as the doctor yeah do you know what i mean i mean it's, it's must be absolutely punishing oh it's got to be brutal and you know it's not just the case of 
you know, rock up at 10 o'clock with a cup of coffee, you mm -hmm. know, do do a bit of rehearsal, do a few shoots, you know, put your slippers on, you're back home by six. Yeah. This is a 16, 18, 20-hour-a-day job Yeah. when you're shooting it. And, you know, and you, you're, you're pumping it. Although, it's like, you know, it's not the same as America where you've got to do 24 episodes and all this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's 12 episodes, but it's intense. And then you've got, yeah. like you say, there's all the press stuff. And then when mm -hmm. you're not shooting it, there's... You know, they want you at conventions. They, yeah. you know, uh, I saw a thing that Peter Capaldi, I think he's like a UNICEF ambassador. So he was in Jordan at a refugee camp the other day. Right. So, I mean, he's not, not busy. No. So it's, um, it's a lot to do. And I think sort of given that opportunity of a clean break, I mean, I know how I would feel in that situation, but, you know, we're not him. We don't know what's, what he wants to do, but... Mm -hmm. You know, and is it? It could be be a case of he feels comfortable with Moffat and that regime, and then mm -hmm. you know, knowing it's going to change, it's like anyone, anyone's job. You've got new management coming in, you know, your job's changing. It does give you pause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think we should talk about Chibnall himself, Chris Chibnall. Yeah. Um. I, now that did surprise me. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I. I mean, when you think about it, actually, in retrospect, he is probably the most likeliest of all the candidates. Yes, he is. But whenever we were like talking about who we would think might be the next show and he never came up. So mm. I think that's I think that's why I was a bit surprised because like, oh yeah, he he did stuff, didn't he? Uh, yeah. I mean that that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean no, but it, it sort of from our last showrunner change, mm -hmm. obviously going from RTD to Moffat. Yeah. I mean because it was it was received rapturously, I think by most people because Previous to that, the, the Moffat episodes were the ones you always look forward to. Mm -hmm. And he had insane pedigree as a writer, not just for Who, but for other stuff that he'd done. Yeah. All crazy good, bonkers well received. And everyone was like, oh, this is the ideal candidate. And he's a massive fan and mm -hmm. all this sort of thing. So going from RTD to Moffat, you know, it was more excitement than trepidation, I think, in most mm -hmm. cases. But Chris Chibnall has got nothing like the back catalogue of of uh, episodes that Moffat has mm. and his work outside of Who although quite well received nothing again nothing like Moffat's CV mm. so which I think sort of led to a lot of speculation as to whether Chris Chibnall was sort of like like the last sort of hope like if he was like the last resort yeah, you know so I mean? we can't get this guy, we can't get this guy, but we definitely know we, that Chibnall will do it. So we'll ask mm -hmm. all these, this galaxy of other people, Yeah. and they will turn down, turn down, turn down, and so you have to go with Chibnall. Mm -hmm. Which is, if that is the case, then that does make me slightly worried. But yes, that being said, I will give Chris Chibnall an absolute fair shot. I'm not oh, going to... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people on the internet have just gone, what the fuck, man? And it's just like... Guys, do you know? I mean, there were, there's probably the same people who were like, going, "Oh, Moffat must go." Oh yeah, absolutely. They're the same people who do that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's natural to be to sort of have to give you. Pull. I mean, because um, I don't know if you want to pull up Chibnall's CV and then we'll we'll talk yep. about that. Um, okay, here we go. So, Torchwood. He there's wrote... a problem. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I mean, God, he did Cyberwoman. Fuck. He did Cyberwoman, yeah. I mean, it's things like that mm -hmm. that sort of make you go, eh. 
But then again, he did stuff like Adrift and Exit Wounds, which were pretty well done. Which were well done. And, you know, outside of who, I believe he did Broadchurch, which was... Yeah, he did. I mean, the first series of Broadchurch was like... I mean, over here, I mean, not, not talking about the American version of it, mm-hmm. but the UK first series of Broadchurch, it was one of those ones that everyone watched. Mm-hmm. It was sort of the water cooler show, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's great. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking about Who, specifically, right. like you say, there's the Torchwood stuff, which makes you go, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, all about allowed one clanger, and I think Cyberwoman is probably it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but for Doctor Who, we did 42. I mean, underrated, I think, 42 is, mm. to be honest. I mean, we haven't got round to speaking about that series that uh, 42 is in, but I think he's actually a decently good episode. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, he did The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood for Series 5. Mixed on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dinosaurs in a Spaceship and The Power of Three for Series 7. Which are two episodes I really liked because they're just sort mm. of fun. I mean, you know, Dinosaurs in a Spaceship, I think, was probably too much the other way silly for a lot of people but i you know i hold my hands up and say i quite like it yeah and um so i mean and i love power three i thought it would i mean didn't quite stick the landing power three no, in the end, no it was a little bit weak sauce but um every every sort of the 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 the, the 42 no 40 minutes leading up to the end is great stuff mm. and hilarious so um so really, he's actually not that bad. I think it's just the Torchwood thing, sort of like the, the bit of an albatross. It does stick in the craw a bit. Um, yeah. It's it sort of... Th- I was thinking about this before we started recording, and mm. um, it's sort of that thing of like people going, oh, good, he's a fan, He'll be. it'll be all right, blah, blah, blah. But it sort of always makes me think of... You know that thing with England managers? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be an English man who played for this amount of time, and if it's anybody else, we're doomed to failure and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So well, part of me thinks they couldn't get someone who's not a fan. Mm. Because maybe that's the maybe that's the direction the show needs. Someone maybe someone who's you know familiar. not as invested, who's yeah. familiar but not as invested, not an old school fanboy like RTD and often yeah. And, you know, maybe who's someone who can come to it with a fresh perspective and say, you know, th- and throw out stuff that that you know a fanboy would put in for the fan service or mm-hmm. whatever you and and then have someone who's actually going to look at it as a a family drama yeah without the extra baggage mm-hmm. and i think i think yeah you're right there i think that's kind of what it's kind of what might be needed i mean like i say it's again i will give chris chibnall a chance i'm not yeah. gonna like go oh my god this is terrible Whatever. And also, I think we may have to be prepared that 2017. I'm I'm worried about how much people are going to invest in this because he we might have he might like say it's probably likely going to have the situation where he's propping up a new doctor and a new companion and mm-hmm. all that stuff as well. So I mean, I think that obviously it, it worked out incredibly well for Moffat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can't. I mean, I would be amazed if the lightning strikes twice on that. So mm-hmm. we we may have to wait for year two with Chibnall before we really see what's going on with him. Mm. It's I possible. Say, I, I think as well. Um, I don't. I, I can really see it going back to being purely episodic. 
yeah. I can't see Chibnall doing these sweeping epics that Moffat does. Mm. You know, a multi-year threads and things like that. I just, I don't think he's a person. Not, not. With, I'm sure he's got that sort of vision. And if he wanted mm-hmm. to do something like that, he would. But I just don't see it with him. And do you know what, Aki? I think that would be all right with me. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably would be, especially for the first year. I think, um, you know, like I say, if he's dealing with a new Doctor, especially, is set all that down. Just mm-hmm. do solid episodes. I mean, we don't really know how. I mean, we've got no idea how many episodes he's planning to write. I mean. Is it going to be like he's writing six of them, like Moffat has done in the past, and mm-hmm. you know, then he's got to get other writers on board, and yeah, I mean, because that's that's a hell of a lot of work for someone who's new to this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, really, time will tell. Unfortunately, that's there's not much you can only just like mm. spitball things, but you know, it's. Um, but I mean, th- there's a lot of people who've been down on Chibnall, and I think I think he's sort of he's gotten a bit of a bad rep actually. Looking at his his credits, yeah, he has. And I think I think sort of like Torchwood was sort of like like we say is sort of like the bird Elvis because his Doctor Who stuff is actually not there's like nothing out of there. I would say is like awful. Yeah, but think, again, he's suffering by comparison to Moffat because yeah. before he was showrunner, I mean, obviously we had Science Link. in the Library, mm-hmm. we had um, Girl in the Fireplace, yeah. you know, just it, sort Child, of these... Doctor Dancers, yeah. Yeah, incredible kind of iconic episodes. Mm. <laughs> so he's, he's he's suffering in comparison to that. And I mean, that to a point, that's not fair. Yeah. But um, again, if you, it's sort of not sexy. It's not a sexy choice. Yeah. But then who else have you got? Exactly. I mean, because, I mean, a lot of people would have said, like, Jamie Matheson or mm. someone. But, you know, Jamie Matheson, yeah, he did, like, Flatline and Mummy on the Orient Express, both of which were excellent episodes. Mm. But, you know, it's only two stories. You kind of need a bit more from him. And he kind of... It's going to sound bad, but you kind of need to see, mm. all, need to see his weaknesses. Yeah. Before indeed, you can say, yeah. this guy can be showrunner. And also, it's not just writing the episodes, is it? I mean, there's mm-hmm. all the other guff that comes with being the showrunner. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, because I did see online people commenting saying, is it time to separate these two ideas? And you just have a head writer mm-hmm. who, you know, constructs the the whole, the sort of the vision of the season that's coming up. Yeah. They recruit writers in, they write episodes themselves, and then there is a showrunner. Mm-hmm. who does essentially the admin and then is, you know, in charge of casting and things like that. Yeah, I think I said something similar for during the at the end of the Series 9 retrospective. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it was, like, it's time for to have, like, a producer yeah. and then put, like, like a script out. So, like, say, like, okay, um, you know, J&T and Andrew Cartmel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, under Andrew Cartmel, the show actually started to quite, get quite good again. It did, yeah. I mean, because there was a consistent vision. There was someone who had overall control of the direction Mm -hmm. saying, right, so, okay, so beginning of the season, we're here, we want to end up here and we want to do this, this and this in the the season. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to write this episode of this episode, I'm going to bring in this writer, this writer and this writer and we'll sit down and we'll do it all and we'll storyboard it Mm -hmm. and, you know, so then it makes sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that's one of the things certainly with you know, Russell T. Davis and Moffat doing the whole showrunner and head writer thing is when you've got, like, other people's scripts, 
you know, those scripts might not necessarily be to spec of what they have in terms of the overall vision of the series. So, like, you've got to, like, try and get in, say, like, whatever the arc words in are in mm-hmm. for, like, this. So that's why you've got, like, things, like, random crap, like, you know, the the helicopter the Van Staten uh, arrives in in Dalek mm-hmm. as being addressed as Bad Wolf 1. You know, these, and it gets, like... Some of them are worked in quite nice, and some of them are just like dropped in, and it's just like, oh, okay, there you go. There's tick, you know, there's that done. Um, so yeah, I think that would be it would be interesting. But I, by the way things are sounding, I think Chip Chippers is going to be doing the whole thing again. Doing the whole thing again, yeah. Again, which you know, um, I mean, I, I, I presume that it was basically he's basically had that on Broadchurch, mm. but. I mean, with Broadchurch, it was a whole thing of like it's as far as they were concerned, it was one season. It's this many episodes. Mm-hmm. Someone goes and casts it, and then we just it was his whole creation essentially. Yeah. It was it was his sort of just one idea and doing that. I mean, it's his sandbox. Oh, yeah, but you know, but Doctor Who comes with all this baggage. Yeah. So it's not just all that. It's it's doing everything else that comes with it as yeah. well. And the problem um, is, you can't you can't just like just chuck that out the window. No. And ultimately, I mean, I mean, it all comes down to him as well, mm-hmm. which has got to be just a ridiculous amount of stress. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, good luck to him. Oh, yeah, good luck to you, Chibs. I mean, you know, that's before <laughs> everyone else it. has eviscerated you on, it, on the internet as well. I mean, bloody hell. Yeah. His laptop must have melted. I mean, I hope that... I hope that he's sort of got a good enough team around him that he can just sort of ignore all that, take the sh- do do what with what the what he wants to do with the show, mm-hmm. you know. And I say I think that up to a point of like we have been spoiled, yeah, <laughs> with having you know the having Moffat and you know his undoubted talent and all that sort of thing and and the episodes that he's brought us. Mm-hmm. I say I think that you know, but like we were talking about. Um, in the season nine retrospective and running up to it, I feel like it was it's a good time for Moffat to step aside. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if he done in like another two, three, four years, I really think sort of he, he was starting to stall a bit. I think, mm. and I think he's chosen a good time to say that's good for me. You know, I'm I'm stepping back. Yeah. Um, so I think that oddly enough, I can what I can see happening is that Chibnall is gonna. He's going to really rain back on a lot of the stuff that people were complaining about with Who now. Mm. And, you know, we're going to have a much more kind of old school adventure, kind of episodic type thing going on. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what, you know, myself included, I wouldn't mind a couple, you know, a season like that and see how that how that plays with the audience. But, um, you know, I can see it that we'll have something like that. Everyone's going, it's boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think this is this is probably, <clears throat> you know, maybe it's aside from J.J. Abrams taking over Star Wars, it's probably one of the mm-hmm. biggest damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of things going. Well, I'm it, glad that he did Star Wars because I just wish he hadn't had to ruin Star Trek on the way there. <laughs> but there you go. That's the other that's an entirely other show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but so uh, I think in conclusion, good luck, Chris. You're gonna need it, mate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But I mean, in the meantime, um, you know, thanks very much to Moffat for uh, detonating all our plans for our podcast this year. Now we've got to think of something else. Yeah, you bastard. Um, (laughs) 
So, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long 2016 for the mm-hmm. fans. Um, there's going to be a lot of bullshit out there, I think, as well. A lot of crappy hot takes and mm-hmm. and uh, lots of nonsense and just lies going on the internet, I think. So yeah. it's going to be one of those annoying years, I think, in terms of that. But, you know, at least we've got an episode, so it's yeah. not entirely desolate. No. And, um, you know, there'll be... There'll be lots of uh, lots of interesting things running up to it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to hear what you think about uh, Stephen Moffat's departure and Chris Chibnall's uh, forthcomingness, if mm-hmm. that's a word. I think it is now, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you can email us at greatestshowatsimplysyndicated.com or you can follow us at Facebook at Greatest Show Podcast and also we're on Twitter at Greatest Show Pod. Also, while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other great shows we have. Um, also, do check out Simply Everything, uh, our subscription service, where you can check out pretty much everything that Simply Syndicated has ever produced, including some new stuff, including yep. uh, Remote Patrol, Oh Boy, their uh, Quantum Leap spin-off, and uh, Remote Patrol, Trust No One, the X-Files spin-off. Oh, X-Files, new X-Files hype! <laughs> we still haven't got it. I mean, as we record here, um, they've finally given us an air date for the UK, so by the time you've watched it all, America, I'll be yeah. finally getting to see it, but uh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, and Channel 5 as well, that's... Uh, yeah, Sky, where weird. were you? We could have had it the day after broadcast. <laughs> I'm very surprised not on BBC Two. Oh, yes. It's always on BBC Two. It's always on BBC Two. After yeah. ER, those were the days. Yeah. <sighs> well, ER, ER was on Channel 4, wasn't it? Well, uh, no, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was on ER. I think ER was on Channel 4, certainly. I can't remember whether it was afterwards or not. Anyway. Anyway, well, well, anyway yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the uh, Mork and Mindy spin-off, uh, Remote Patrol, Nanu Nanu. Um <laughs> So anyway, and uh, oh yes, yes, the store as well. Buy things. Yes, buy things. G- give us money. Give us money for Stay things. In. Yes, yes. So um, with all that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And we shall return to our regularly scheduled podcast anon. <laughs>